This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. I'd like to give special shout outs to my top tier patrons, David from Portland, Tom from Pancake Analytics, The Snorlaxian, Connor from Rock Pokemon, Mike, Night Knight, Hogan, Big No Face, and Matt from Ferraratron. I also can't forget today's episode was executive produced by Leo. Thank you so much for believing in me and backing the podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to support these episodes, become a patron. I have two tiers at $3 and $5 a month. Joining the first tier gives you exclusive access to patron posts and a vintage card from my collection signed by me. The $5 tier gives you access to everything you get in the $3 tier, along with also having access to our Discord community. It gives you the opportunity to talk to other collectors, discuss market performance and news, show off your mail days, and of course, ask questions. Whether you join or not though, I still appreciate you listening. Today, I wanted to spend a little bit of time going through a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and that is data literacy. The reason why I think it's so important is because of how reliant we are on data in the collectible space and in life in general. We're talking about price trends, projections, percent changes. These are all things that I think majority of us see around hobby collectibles. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because sometimes I see a little bit of bad data. Obviously it might not be intentional, but I still kind of see it. So we live in an age where the amount of data around us is completely massive. We honestly have more data than we can accurately glean insight from, but this runs into something very interesting and also a little bit dangerous. Because we're such a data-driven world, when we think of data, we think of it as fact. So when we see data spouted to us or visualized to us, it actually has this very persuasive power over us unless we keep a healthy amount of skepticism. Data can be used to prove any point we want, so sometimes we fall to our own internal biases and logical fallacies when we're not critical of data or if we're not data literate. So I want to go through how data can be bad, how to spot bad data, and what questions you should ask yourself next time you review data. I guess just a little disclaimer or caveat, but I'm a data analyst and developer in my everyday life. I have a lot of experience with proper data collection, organization, and analysis of data downstream. So no, I'm not a data scientist or a data expert, but I've learned a thing or two, and I hope this information can be helpful to you. So of course, this will not make you a data expert after watching this or listening to this, but I suggest picking up this book, How Charts Lie by Alberto Cairo, if you want to learn more. Now that I've gotten that out of the way, let's get into it. So what is bad data? According to CloverDX.com, bad data is as follows. An inaccurate set of information, including but not limited to missing data, wrong information, inappropriate data, non-conforming data, 
duplicate data and bad data due to poor entries like misspellings, typos, variations in spelling, format, etc, etc. So as you can tell, there are a lot of places where data can go bad quickly. For example, each data point wasn't collected properly, making the whole data set inaccurate. Intentionally or unintentionally missing data or cherry picking data. For example, if you're calculating the average price of something over time from eBay and you intentionally or unintentionally miss some of the lower priced sold listings. Sometimes we see completely wrong information or mixing data sets that are completely unrelated, like grabbing sales data from Pokemon cards and accidentally adding them to sales data from MBA cards, thinking that the entire data set was solely Pokemon sold card listing. This makes the entire data set inaccurate and unreliable based on what you initially thought it was. It's also possible to see duplicate data. So if you haven't cleaned the data set properly prior to analyzing it or visualizing it, you can come to inaccurate conclusions if you're not careful. Another way we see bad data is if the data was entered manually, then you run into human errors like misspellings, typos, formatting issues, which are all problems when you are trying to calculate averages or means. So with all of that said, I'm not asking you to look at data row by row and evaluate if each entry is accurate. It's not practical. And you honestly might not be able to since a lot of the data that we consume is on a visual level. So you're not able to see the specific entries. That said, it doesn't mean you're not able to spot issues when you look at charts. There are some things you can look out for that can help you keep a healthy dose of criticism and ask the right questions of someone who is presenting you with data. Before we get started with learning learning how to spot bad data. There may be times when you really will just not know when the data is bad if you're not involved with the process of its collection, analysis, or visualization. With that said, let's go through some strategies that can help you be less duped by obviously bad data. One, consume data from good stewards of data. Now, what does this mean? It means making sure that your primary sources of data come from places that are reliable or mostly reliable. You want to ingest data from people who have a deep love and respect of data, good data stewards. They care about data from the collection to the final analysis, and they do everything they can to make the data as accurate as possible. If they weren't able to make the data completely accurate, they will tell you. For example, they may say something like this, Pokemon card X sold on average in 2020 for around Y at about a 90% confidence interval. This means there is a 10% chance of the data being wrong. Now, calculating the confidence interval takes a bit of statistics statistics, but you don't need to be a statistician to know that you want that number to be as close to 100 as possible. I've said all of that to say that good data stewards care about the accuracy of their data and will be transparent when there are issues 
or gaps in the data, period, end of story. You may still take some of that data with a grain of salt, but they will tell you. So half of the battle is getting data from reliable sources. Do that and you've done half of the work with spotting bad data. Now, the next thing is don't be afraid to ask whomever is providing the data with follow-up questions. Where was the data collected from? Is it from eBay? from Mercari, Facebook, private sales? How was the data collected? Were they manually entered? Were they collected programmatically, for example, through eBay APIs? How statistically significant is the data? Were these pricing averages from a big sample size, aka were there a lot of sales for this card during that time frame, or were there very few sales for this card? If the data presenter isn't able to answer these questions with confidence and directly, they may either not be very well versed in the data itself, or it could also mean some of the data was collected in a way that would cause doubt to the final conclusion or insight that is being gathered from it. So again, any data analyst worth their salt can very clearly answer these questions and will be transparent. If they did their due diligence, they will be forthcoming with their methods. Make sure you are looking at apples to apples data. Now, what does apples to apples data mean? It means that it is like data either being grouped or compared together properly. For example, when we are looking at sales history for cards, we need to make sure we aren't grouping private sales and eBay or, or Facebook or Mercari sales in the same data set because they are not the same. Yes, we are looking at the same metrics, which are sales prices and time of sale, but there are other factors that come into play that make these metrics different, like taking into account premium buyers pay when purchasing off of platforms like eBay because of the fees to the seller for those sales. Now three, this is not to say either data set is bad, but to get a full picture of the market and to get excellent insight, we want to accurately look at these data points separately so that we can get a full picture of what's going on. And of course, the other obvious note to point out about this example is that sometimes private sales aren't necessarily the most reliable, which of course gets into a completely different conversation that goes beyond what I'd like to talk about here, but that is just another factor to keep in mind when you're ingesting the data. So what questions to ask about data? Now, I've already gone through a few questions to ask your data analysts next time they present you with data, but I want to give you a few more questions to help you next time you're reviewing data. As I've said before, where you get your data from is incredibly important. What they share and what they don't share can really be telling and can immediately throw up red flags. For example, what context do they give around the data? Or in other words, what are they trying to quote unquote sell you about this data? Are they trying to sell you on an idea that intuitively doesn't feel right? For example, are they saying that unlimited metapods are the Charizards of the future? Now, <laughs> of course, that is a very extreme example, but you get my point, right? It's important to understand the intention behind the data you're being presented. Are they trying to sell you on an idea? Are they trying to get you to buy something? Are they showing you data one minute and then the other trying to promote something that they benefit from? 
what is the intention behind showing you this data? Crypto bros are very notorious for this, right? Whether or not they show data, but their goal is to get as many people as possible to buy in on a particular crypto that they just happen to hold strong positions on, right? So they'll tell you that these prices are crazy low and you won't see these prices this low ever again. Look at this chart, this is proof. And then all of a sudden, once they see the prices skyrocket because people are buying, they pump and dump because they've convinced enough people to buy the crypto, which raises the values and nets them a pretty great ROI. So what I'm trying to get at here is what kind of story is the data trying to tell? How is the data being used? What are they asking me to do with this data? Those questions are tremendously important and those are things that we need to know. Now, the world isn't a black and white place. There are obviously always shades of gray and the same applies to data. It's incredibly difficult to get perfectly accurate data all the time. There's always a degree of inaccuracy, but just because something isn't 100% accurate doesn't mean you can't trust it. You just have to take it with a grain of salt. And guess what? You'll have to look at more data, AKA you'll have to do more research. And just because the data is reliable doesn't mean the source you're consuming it from is reliable. Maybe they're presenting this data in bad faith or maybe they're using unrelated data to prove a bad faith argument or maybe they're using good data to sell you something that you shouldn't buy. Hell, sometimes bad data is presented in good faith, not knowing that the data is in fact bad or not presenting it with enough context. Now, with all of this doom and gloom I'm presenting around data, what I don't want you to take away from this is that all data is bad. But what I do hope that you take away from this is a healthy dose of data criticism and maybe a few strategies to also help you uncover bad data, or at the very least point you in directions to where you should look for more data. We're all out here trying to make good investing decisions for ourselves. And the last thing I want to happen is for you to be duped by bad data or bad actors. So please take what you see with a grain of salt. And if you have questions, openly ask them. Thank you so much, everyone. And I hope this was helpful. Take it easy.